Hey there, welcome back to Ohioan. Just an extra bonus pop culture segment. Um, Craig and I have done a good job of kind of segmenting some of our shows together with like Laura for Seinfeld and Joe with the YouTube thing we're starting. But hey, I miss just talking some regular pop culture topics. So we're trying to do this from time to time. Tonight's a good night to do it. Um, and this week is Disney Plus Day. They're releasing a bunch of new movies, TV shows, everything else. A lot of these are ones that have been to theater. That now it's going to be available for streaming. Uh, I'm going to link to the story, Craig. So, I mean, there's a bunch. We're going to be here all night if I read off everything that's going to be there. I don't know. It's exciting. Hey, we're both Disney Plus subscribers, so... Anytime you get new content on your streaming service, it's a good thing. I, I guess here's my issue, Craig. You're busy. I'm busy. We're going through stuff in our lives. Yeah, we still watch TV. I'm not saying we're not going to watch any TV. But I, why is Disney doing this? Because they want you to have... Okay, they want you to subscribe for month to month. So have every Friday Disney Plus Day... <laughs> Where you release a new movie or you release a new Jeff Goldblum, you know, little show season. Yeah. Don't, because I know it's going to take us all like months and months and months to get through all this new content. So I guess you'll still be subscribed. But if you're subscribed to any other service, you're going to hear about this new show on Netflix you want to check out or wherever else the case might be. What? I mean, I feel a little overwhelmed by it. I mean, I guess all new content's good content, but you're overwhelming me. Just come out and say Jungle Cruise is available this week. I'm like, great. And we'll watch the Jungle Cruise. Don't just poop out tons and tons and tons of content. Because I got no time to watch it all right now. Well, here's what I would say. The idea behind Disney Day is not a bad idea, and here's why. If if Disney Day didn't exist and these whole slate of shows and movies came out, it would be maybe borderline that we would talk about it. But the fact that it's Disney Day, there's a lot of publicity yeah. behind it. Um, not to mention, the biggest thing about that is the the new movies that are going to be available and also some of the shows that are coming. It, it's really become a, a big day. I mean, every day is kind of Disney Day if you have Disney and you love Disney. But in this case, you're you're trying to make sure that people are aware, like, hey, even though we're only two years in, Here's all of our content that we already have, and now here's new content that is coming that you can't get anywhere else. And that's the big mm. draw. I think that's the big draw for Disney is, yeah, you can find some of their properties on other sites like Hulu, although Disney owns Hulu now, so it's not uncommon to see that. But Netflix or HBO Max or Paramount Plus um, or Peacock even will have a few things here and there. But the idea is that you're trying to make sure that people know the only place that I can get Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings is on Disney Plus or Jungle Cruise. And I think that's the, the draw right now for Disney is they've been able to tap into this market of they're really starting to churn out a lot of programming where they didn't really churn out a lot of programming in their first year, year and a half or so. It seems to be me too that they're taking a big chance because sometimes winning the PR battle is super important. And I know when Disney Plus first came out, I mean, 
I'm a parent of two kids. Yeah. And now my Frozen's are, you know, I don't have to carry on the DVD. I could just get Disney Plus to have all that stuff, exactly. which is cool. Yeah. I, I haven't noticed as much PR overall about Disney. I mean, I'm getting tons of Peacock emails, and you hear about the Hulu stuff. Yeah. So, so maybe they're betting that you know we're talking about here on this podcast. I'm sure other people are too. So, are they hoping for a lot of uh, buzz, right? Like saying, okay, maybe it's time to subscribe now because there's all right. the stuff I can watch. Yeah. Well, I almost think this. If you subscribe to Disney Plus right out of the gate, you weren't rewarded with a lot of content. You were rewarded with <clears throat> those classic Disney or, of course, uh, most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the Star Wars Universe as well. But the only real new show <clears throat> that they really had, aside from some of the legacy shows that they've had on Disney Network over the years, was The Mandalorian. So it, I think the way they look at it is if you've subscribed from the beginning, you're only going to keep your subscription going forward because unless you can't afford to pay for it, you're getting so much more now in the last year than right. you did the first year of its existence. And I don't think they really need to, I mean, they, they're marketing a lot more. Like I remember once they had that string of shows like WandaVision and, um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, that's when they really started to get on TV and get commercials out because that's those were those first real original programming shows that they were putting out. You know, they've had some movies over the time and stuff like that, but those shows are really what they're marketing now. And if you look at their slate, I mean, they announced, I think they're earlier this year, they had their Disney, you know, convention or whatever it was where they basically announce all the upcoming projects and it was just the calendar over the next three or four years is just inundated with new content and that's the kind of stuff that's going to help disney a market itself but then also catch netflix and the streaming over yeah well and content's king yeah i don't know again maybe it's i'm old man you know beaten you know, my cane on the front door. And I, I just look at it like I get YouTube premium. Not that I really like YouTube's original content, but it's more of I watch a lot of YouTube. So it's nice to not have the ads. You get some extra content. And I mean, I'm looking through some of these originals and I'm seeing these movies I kind of like that I'll never get to. I'm a giant cash guy. There's a, I guess, a new giant cash documentary I'm looking up here. It looks interesting. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to it, to be honest. Right. And it's okay. I mean, my life isn't over if I never get to, to a giant cash documentary. But I, I I don't know. I just get – there's way too much content, I guess. I don't know, It just overwhelms me at times. Yeah. Well, it's funny because that was my argument against Disney when it first – Disney Plus when it first came out was you have – all the extensive libraries of past Disney movies. You have the Star Wars library and the Marvel library. But what what really, and I don't watch a lot of Disney Plus. My wife does. Um, I'll watch it every once in a blue moon. Um, but the, the issue that I had was where was the original content outside of The Mandalorian, whereas all their other competitors, whether it's HBO Max or who, you know, who lose their their subsidiary, but 
you know, all these other places said we're investing money into original programming and Disney really wasn't. Now, granted, they are now. And I think the, the, the pandemic slowed down a lot of the streamers original content. But at the time, I would argue that they didn't have enough content. Like, yeah, yeah I love Star Wars and I love the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there are plenty of Disney and Pixar movies that I absolutely adore and that I would watch at a moment's notice, whatever. But there wasn't a lot of programming. I mean, they probably had a third of what Netflix or HBO has or Paramount Plus even started off slow. But, you know, there's so much in that library that you can, you know, that you can take and manipulate in different ways. And they're starting to do that now after a sort of a slow start. And, you know, I think there's a lot of excitement now for Disney because they really are growing at a pretty high rate. And most people think, you know, and George Thomas, our friend George is one of them who thinks that they're going to catch Netflix over the next couple of years in terms of how many streamers they have on Disney plus. Yeah. You know, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I didn't know. I, I get frustrated though at the number of, Services and we're in a free country. I mean, we could have 500 streaming services, it yeah. doesn't matter, but it's just there's so I don't want to spend a ton of money. It's hard to figure out to say, okay, yeah. I want this, I don't want that, and everything else. Right. And to me, the appeal of a peacock or a paramount is you know, it's not just for like a paramount, it's not just CBS stuff. It's stuff that's also owned by the company that owns CBS. Right. And, right. You, you know, even with ABC, I'd pay 15, 20 bucks for ABC service if you could somehow attach Disney or attach um, some more ESPN content, which is plus right. or some extra stuff. So, I, and again, I'm old. The longer we go, there'll be more streaming <laughs> services. And now I'm turning the old, decrepit, you know, man whose decisions well, don't make a point. One of the things that, I, and I have the Disney Plus bundle, so that has Hulu and uh, ESPN Plus included with my phone plan. One of the things I like about it is that Disney has stayed Disney, but right. they're allowing Hulu to be their more riskier programming. They're they're investing money into Hulu, to where Hulu has probably more consistent number of release originals than they ever have in, in you know since they developed you know since they started. And I, I like that. And I will say, too, one of the things if you like, you know, if you don't want to have to go from app to app to app, ESPN Plus is actually on Hulu right now. So right. when when you're a subscriber in that bundle, you get those ESPN Plus games that pop up and you can play them. That's a nice feature, too, that I like. And it would be nice if we could combine things and, you know, things like that. I will say that I, I think if you get every bundle or every streaming service, you're still paying less than cable. The only difference yeah. is without like a low cast, the only thing is you're not going to get a ton of local channels. But if you get the premium version of Paramount Plus, you automatically get the channel, you know, in, in my market, it's Channel 19 News in Cleveland. So you'll automatically get that local TV, CBS uh, affiliate um, if you have that bundle. And then, of course, with Peacock, you get some news. So, you know, it'd be nice if you could just bundle it all one one thing and, and not have to worry too much about it or pick and choose maybe uh, a combo bundle if you want to have, like, HBO Max and Disney or whatever it may be. But there's too much money to be made at this point, and that's why you don't see stuff like that happen. 
definitely. Well, keep tuned in. Enjoy your Disney Plus day. And, you know, hey, we like talking pop culture. We like talking streaming. So we'll keep you up to date with what's happening, if there's any new services or any new deals out there. So enjoy Disney Plus. Let's know what you think. For Craig, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the show. Have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.